The madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with MyBookie. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code OUTOFBOUNDS to secure a first deposit 50% bonus up to $1,000. It's simple. Put in $200 and play with $300. Put in $1,000, play with $1,500. Just use promo code out of bounds to claim your bonus. College ball, NBA, and UFC, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With MyBookie. Support for the show comes from MyBookie.ag. Receive a 50% bonus on your first deposit by using promo code OUTOFBOUNDS at checkout at MyBookie.ag. This is Mike Mayock, former general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. He was with the NFL Network forever. It's just a quick 16-second clip on Mayock talking about Matt Corral. You know, there, there's a the quarterback, uh, Matt Corral, from Ole Miss. When you watch his tape, it screams quickness from the bot from the feet up he's got arm quickness he's got foot quickness he's got twitch he's got accuracy I want to see that in person Lugs your thoughts Mike Mayock I would completely and 100% agree with him uh you know use the term twitchy I also like to use the term sudden like everything he does is very sudden um and there's a lot of people you know that are not that are not built like that with their athleticism. Some people climb the ladder to top speed. Some people are more elusive than they are quick and shifty. But he's right. His, his, his release is twitchy. His, the ball carries. The ball finishes. Um, he's just, he has sudden movements. And, you know, look around the NFL right now. You look at people that have that at the quarterback position and how that lends to minimizing negative plays because if you're built that way and that's your natural mode of movement you're going to avoid sacks you're going to be able to avoid getting hit which means you're going to be able to stay healthier right your durability is going to increase i think that's a lot of what mike mayock's talking about is that when you have a guy that's like that and let's just say you build the offense around his movement his ability to get the ball in his hands quickly, an RPO-based passing game, and then the ability to move the pocket, a couple of things happen. Number one, you avoid negative plays. And number two, um, you're able to uh, extend plays and make plays happen when it looks like a negative play could potentially be there. And traditional pocket guys rarely can do that. You know, they're people like, for example, as good as Mac Jones I think is going to be, and as good as he was as a rookie, you know exactly what you're getting with Mac Jones, right? You know where he's going to be in the pocket. You know that you're not having to account for a difference in scheme that lends to his ability to, you know, maybe be a runner or be a zone read guy or have to account for him getting out on the perimeter and being a run pass threat. That's all eliminated. If you're a defensive coach and you're taking him on, you know you're dealing with one element, and that's the ability to shut him down as a passer. That's not the case with guys like whether it's Kyler Murray, whether it's maybe Jalen Hurts, whether it's, uh, um, you know, Matt Corral, as we're talking about here, Patrick Mahomes, certainly. They're just an added value to that that has changed, I think, not only the college game, but the NFL game. 
Yeah, you know, Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds show. Tom, it reminds me of Matt Ryan, where you're going with Mac Jones. You know, you just, you know where, he's a good player, a really right. good player. And he has had a wonderful career, but you know where he's going to be. And I just think, man, when the play breaks down now, more than ever, when the play breaks down now, more than ever, if you've got a playmaker back there that can move around a little bit and extend that bad boy just another second, second and a half, much less two seconds. Yeah. Boy, you just got a leg up on the secondary because you can only cover for so long, Tom. Well, that and think about it in terms of down and distance. So let's just say you've got first and 10 and you decide to throw it. You got a traditional passer and all of a sudden, a, a, you know, he's unable to avoid in the pocket. He gets sacked. All right. Now you're second and 17 or you're second and 16, all right? So think about the trickle-down effect that that happens. So now you've just put yourself in an obvious passing down, right? Secondly, if you don't complete the pass, now you're what? Third and plus 10, you're third and 16, third and 17. Your percentages of moving the football, if your quarterback cannot get out of the way, cannot extend the play, you completely destroy your down and distance mechanisms, yeah. in my opinion. And if all of a sudden that avoid does one of two things. It allows the quarterback to make the guy miss, get out of the pocket. Maybe he runs and he slides for two. All right. Now you're second and eight. All right. So now you're looking at a nine yard difference between a sack and maybe what wasn't a spectacular play, but a play that avoided a negative one. And so now your playbook is open to run the pass on second and eight. All right. You're not in an obvious passing down and you're likely going to put yourself in a third and less than five scenario. And, and all of that stuff starts compounding right over the course of a game. I just, you know, when you start to think about it in down and distance terms, it makes a lot of sense. I have to tell you about this game changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Z-Biotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tom Luganbill, 
on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Um, I Tell me why, because you see what we don't. Um, and I'm just too close to it, I think, with Matt Corral. Of course, I think he is light years ahead of the t- other two. But why, w- why would you go Malik Willis over Corral? T- tell me what, what they're... I think right now, I think right now, what, and this happens this time of year, and it's okay, it's, it's part of the deal, is you can't coach arm talent, right? And, and not, that, not that Matt Corral doesn't have arm talent, he does, but Malik Willis has a, a unique, rare arm talent that, you know, you're not always going to see. Even with top upper tier prospects that are projected, you know, coming out, very few of them are a Matt Stafford in terms of arm talent, right? Very few of them are a Jeff George in terms of arm talent or Dan Marino. And I think that the NFL folks right now feel like he is that. He is that in terms of a pure – and it's not all about arm talent. We, we understand that because I think the discussion and the concern with Malik Willis is that it's easy to fall in love with all of that. And it's easy to fall in love with some of the spectacular plays that he'll make and uh, even some of the routine plays he'll make that'll make look really pretty. But if you really watch him, and I heard Todd McShay say this uh, uh, on his podcast, it, it, and I would agree with him. He said, for all of those gifts and for all of those things that you're really, really attracted to, you're going to have blatant misses, right? You're going to have off-schedule misses. You're going to have misses that he shouldn't make. And you have to be able, in your mind, to weigh what is that worth. Is that something that is going to be um, just part of his game and that you know that if you take him, you have to be ready to deal with him missing a wide-open guy or um, putting the ball in a bad spot where if he's more accurate, it's a catch. If he's not accurate, it's an interception. Are you willing to to take the good with the bad. And I think that from a consistency standpoint, if you're looking at somebody like a Matt Corral, you're saying, okay, maybe I'm trading a little bit of arm talent for more consistent play series in and series out. So you then as an NFL evaluator, a coach, a GM, a scout, you have to determine what's most important to you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I don't see what you see or McShay or Mayock or any of these guys, but I I don't think it's close. I, he's with Corral and what he had to do. Um, are you buying Kenny Pickett? I mean, are you buying that this guy could be a uh, all right on a scale of one to ten, like a seven and start in the NFL for eight or nine years? Like, I think, yeah, I think he could. Okay, I, let me let me tell okay. you what's interesting about him. And, and again, he's kind of, he's a bit of a dinosaur, right? Now, let's, let's think about how the NFL used to be developed. Think about how the NFL targeted quarterbacks way before guys were three and out, guy, before guys um, never redshirted. So, like, look at a Tom Brady, right? That was a five-year guy. He redshirts, doesn't play a lot but he's there for five years. It's a lot of football. That's a lot of reps. You, you look at um, like when Kerry Collins came out, let's just say to the Carolina Panthers, five-year guy, 
tons of starts. Uh, here, tons Eli of- and Dak. I know I always reference them with you. They were right. five-year guys, Five-year guys, man. Th- those guys are becoming endangered species, right? So when you look at a Kenny Pickett, I think what's attractive to people is that he's played under multiple coordinators. He has a ton of experience, a ton of experience. I mean, he has started and played in so many games, so many stadiums against so many different opponents, a variety of schemes, like I mentioned. Just, I think that there's, there's so much value in that. He's probably ahead of the curve in terms of, seeing more than guys who played as three and out guys that maybe weren't even starters as a freshman played a little bit and started as a sophomore and as a junior. And okay, maybe now they started a total of, of 24 games or 18 to 24. I mean, look at Mitch Trubisky. I don't even think he started 17 games. Mark Sanchez. Mm. I don't even think started uh, what 16, 17 games. And, and, and then you look at the value of, of playing. And I just, I, I, I think we have to put a pretty high price tag on that. And listen, everybody's talking about the hand size. They, they, they said the same thing about, um, uh, about Joe Burrow. Mm. Um, you know, Kenny Pickett's played in a cold weather environment. That's where the worry is. The worry is, is when it becomes cold and the ball becomes slick, what's going to happen? Well, he's done that. He's played in those types of games. Um, he, for some reason, likes to wear a glove on his throwing hand, even when it has nothing to do with weather. That's his – obviously, it's something very comfortable. That's fine. Um, but I just I, – I do. I place value on significant experience. And I know we don't get a lot of that in today's day and age at the quarterback spot. And and I think the other thing, too, with him is he is a deceptively good athlete, man. Okay. He, I mean, he can run a little bit like Justin Herbert at San Diego, where you look at this big, tall, long kid, but then – can really make things happen, and I think Kenny Pickett's like that too. <sighs> Herbert is really talented and really athletic. Yeah. Goodness, yeah. Uh, Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds show. Let's switch. What, I'll drop the Chris Sims real quick. Just uh, Chris Sims has Matt Corral num- as his top quarterback. Okay, Lugs. and he here's what he, he said: is his quick release is by far and away better than the other two. His footwork is. is is by far and away. Uh, better than the other two. And he talked about his playmaking ability, which we just went over that the last 10 minutes. So I just thought it was interesting listening to Sims over the weekend on a podcast. And he's actually been, I don't know what you think of Sims, but he he's actually been pretty darn, you're not going to nail all of them, but he's been pretty darn accurate on his assessment of guy of quarterbacks going into the NFL the last seven or eight years. So he has corral one, two. 